Welcome to 2021. You know, everybody, I don't know how many people I've heard saying, you know, oh, I just want 2020 to end. I don't even want to think about it. I just wanted to get rid of it. And interestingly, just a couple of days ago, as I was finishing up the message, I, it came to a thought of mine that last year, as I was prepared a message uh, for coming into 2020, I don't know if you remember it. Well, I don't always remember my messages, but I was talking about it doesn't matter where we travel in 2020. What matters is you're traveling with the one who loves you. And as we think of that, no matter where we've gone through in 2020, what was so important was that we traveled with Jesus. And now as we step into 21, and really... We're still in the uncertainty of where this goes. Remember who you're traveling with. Because my, my question as we come into this new series of the, the Gospel of Mark, as we're the narrow footpath through a wayward world, it's still uncertainty. Who are we following? Who are you following? In this, this challenging uh, uh, days that we live in, and so what I found was, in the gospel of Mark, he helps us come to this understanding and leaves us with a question, who are you following? Because I don't know if you realize how many people on the internet, through your social media, you're following. We have followers and those who are following us. We follow people. I mean, I follow, uh, what's his name, Mark Robs, Robbers, uh, he was, worked for NASA, and he, he builds things, engineers things, and I just enjoy watching how he does those things. And therefore, because I follow those, I get a whole bunch of other DIYs uh, that just sort of fall into my feed. It is scary when you think about it. That which you read, that's what you click on on the internet. The algorithms pick it up. And so they start saying, oh, you're interested in this? I'm going to keep feeding you that voice. And so we start following a voice on the internet without even realizing it. All of a sudden, we're just getting one-sided view on the world because of where you've clicked. So as you think about that, we start hearing voices. We're following voices by one click. And all of a sudden, we're, we only hear that voice. And the danger is there's a lot of voices on the internet that are not truth. They will lead you astray. And so the Gospel of Mark leaves us with a question as he brings us into who Jesus is. Who are you following? And my prayer and hope is that as we come through the Gospel of Mark series, you will know who you are following, and that you will make the right choice in following Jesus, because it impacts our whole world as we think about that. So the Gospel of Mark uh, will start in chapter 1, so if you want to look that up, I mean, we'll have it on the screen here as well, but it's always nice to follow it in front of you so you can catch the full picture of it. Mark was probably one of the, well, he is the first author of the Gospels. So when you think of the four Gospels, Mark was the first one written. 
And Mark writes in such a manner that he, it's not a, as one uh, scholar said, it's not about a debate or a discussion. It's just an announcement. It's just a fact. Mark just writes it that way. This is what took place uh, when Jesus stepped into ministry. And so we pick it up here in Mark chapter 1, verse 4. Heavenly Father, I pray as we come to your word, would you speak to us right where we are? Would we hear your word? Would uh, help us to understand who you are? And Lord, to help answer that question fully of who we are following. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So John just appears. <laughs> John, we call John the Baptist, because he, uh, he was baptizing, so he got the nickname John the Baptist. Uh, he appeared baptizing in the wilderness, uh, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. We'll just hold off on here right now. Let me give you understanding of who John is. John, if you were familiar with uh, his parents, would be Zachariah the priest and Elizabeth. And you say, who cares? It does have an, an interesting fact to this because when the angel came to Mary and we just heard the Christmas story, when the angel came to Mary and was saying, you know, the Shekinah glory is going to come over you and the child that you're going to have is going to be called Emmanuel, this God with us. Well, at that same time, the angel said, even Elizabeth, John's mom, your relative is going to have a child in her old age. She who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For the no word of God will ever fail. So John is a miracle baby. <laughs> I don't know if you ever thought of that. John the Baptist is a miracle baby that God sent, and he is six months older, roughly, than Jesus. Keep that in mind, because it's interesting that that comes out. So that is who John is. He has been sent by God as a prophet to make way for Jesus. So he is baptizing in the wilderness and people are coming. And interesting, he's doing a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So what scholars would say here, this would be a purification rite for those agreed to confess their sins and be baptized. So it's a purification. Because typically, you should be asking them to go to the temple and to to do a sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins, for the payment of sin. So John offers a radical alternative here. Simply repenting and being baptized. And then Jesus would continue this message of repentance, you know, forgiveness and baptism. So that's fascinating little truth there. And what, what really is interesting is we hit verse 5. All the country of Judah, all of Jerusalem, they were coming out. They were checking out what was going on, and they were being baptized by him at the River Jordan, confessing their sins. There was a, a movement of God where people were drawn to this guy in the wilderness, and they were coming, confessing their sins, repenting, and being baptized. 
That's the background. Now think of it. There was silence for about 400 years. Then we have the birth of Jesus. And then we have 30 years where not much is happening. And then John comes as his messenger. Now, people were not drawn to John for his fashion. They weren't drawn because of his cologne. They weren't drawn because, hey, let's go check out this new diet. Because John was clothed with camel's hair, wore a leather belt around his waist, ate locusts and wild honey. That is not a drawing card. Uh, why were people coming? Because this, this alone fascinates me when I think of the world. Everybody is drawn out to fashion and a charismatic leader and you know, all this stuff. You know, build it and they will come. And here's John in the wilderness proclaiming a message of repentance. And people were coming to him. Now this humble prophet he said, as he was preaching, saying, after me comes he who is mightier than I. He's a prophet. People were drawn to a prophet. And he goes, mightier than I. Even the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. That huge, makes a huge gap from a prophet where people were listening to this is Jesus coming and the prophet's down here. I have baptized you with water, but the one who baptizes you with the Holy Spirit, that's what he's going to do. So he is widening the gap of, hey, don't listen to me, listen to Jesus. Follow Jesus. He, look how great he is. So in those days, Jesus came out of the woodwork uh, from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John, following in all the right steps uh, for us to be an, for him to be an example to us, and when he came up out of the water, immediately he—that's a question of who's he. But we'll—he uh, saw the heavens being torn open, literally ripped open, and the spirit descending on him like a dove, and the voice came from heaven: "You are my beloved son, and with you I am well pleased." Again, powerful testifying of who Jesus is when you hear a voice from God. So, let's pull this together. Just taking those scriptures right now, and we think of this question, who are you following? John testifies to who Jesus is, doesn't he? He says a lot about who Jesus is. He is greater than John. Just that alone. He is greater than John. Um, in John 1.29, the, the Gospel of John expands on this passage where literally Mark just says this is what took place. The next day, Jesus coming toward him said, Behold, the Lamb of God, one who takes away sins. Powerful. Who can take away sins? This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. Say, what? Yeah, we know, because we, we know who John the Baptist is. He's the miracle baby that was born about six months before Jesus. So John is technically older. But what does John say? 
Again, this powerful testifying of the deity of who Jesus is. And that's what John does in his gospel. Uh, so powerful. He goes, I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might re be revealed to Israel. Now another interesting uh, tidbit, if you will, in those days when a king was going to go to a region, he would send a messenger to say the king is coming. Powerful. John the Baptist is known as the messenger to prepare the way. <laughs> and here he is. John saying, I am that messenger telling you the king is coming. And his name is Jesus. And so John bore witness. So you wonder who the he was in the gospel of Mark. John bore witness. I saw the spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. And you say, well, that's significant. Now John describes it a bit more uh, in, in 33. He on whom you see the spirit descend and remain this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And again, John testifies, I have seen, I have bore witness that this is the Son of God. Pretty clear. The, from John's testimony as a prophet, he goes, I know who it was. And then to say that Jesus is greater than a prophet you know, I can't even tie, untie the sandals. I can't even stoop down. This Jesus is so much greater than me. And even in, uh, in Hebrews chapter 3, when you think of Moses, the prophet, everybody saw Moses as the, right? He was the most honored prophet. Yet, in Hebrews chapter 3, let me just read it for you. I can get a hold of that. Hebrews 3.3 3 says, Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses. He's greater than the prophets. This Jesus that John testifies about, think about it, powerful. Jesus is greater than the prophets. Jesus is the Son of God, the Lamb of God, the one who takes away the sin. That is huge. Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So you ask your question, who am I following? And John said, here's the question, who are you following? This is who you should be following. Jesus should be the one you're following. And then if we actually go to God's how he testifies to who Jesus is. He says, you are my beloved son. Now, when he says this, with whom I am well pleased, you can look at it two ways. You can actually look at it from Jesus the man in humanity, as he's fully God and fully man, that he goes, Jesus who lived 30 years already, stepping into ministry at this point, God could be saying, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit coming upon, sent from God, and staying and resting upon. We have a picture of the Trinity right here, but that's a side note. Uh, the approval that God says, this is the one you should follow. He is the son of God. He is the one to follow. 
powerful statement when you think about it. If you think of all the things, all the people that we can follow today and the voices we listen to, and we have John the Baptist stepping out of the, into the wilderness, out of the wilderness, saying, follow Jesus. We have God saying, this is the one. Before his birth, Emmanuel, God with us, this is the person you should be following. You know, everything else should be put aside. And if that's not strong enough, we have Jesus' authority who testifies to who he is. In Mark chapter 1, again moving down to 21, and they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, where would Jesus be? He entered the synagogue and was teaching. He was proclaiming the word of God. And they were astonished. The people were like, who is this guy? Why are these? He's reading the scriptures just like the scribes were, but his teaching for he taught them as one who had authority. Even in his words, in what he said, proved you should follow this guy. He speaks with authority. The scribes, they studied the word of God. I could study it, I could study it, I can teach you. But what I'm trying to tell you is follow Jesus. Don't follow a preacher, follow Jesus. You know, and many of us, we have so much we can follow now on the internet. And Mark just keeps pointing back. Who are you following? This is one who speaks with authority. He speaks with power. Who are we following? We should be following Jesus. Let me read a, a portion of scripture from Hebrews again. Again, Raising up who Jesus is. Long ago and many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in the last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things. Through him also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature. The best way you could describe he is God. Uh, and he upholds the universe by his word of his power. It's describing his authority. After making purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. And just goes on to describe who Jesus is, his authority, the power of Jesus. So it leads us to that question. Who are you following? If you saw somebody and you're following on the internet, say, hey, this is interesting. What he does is amazing. You could be following a preacher and you're listening to him and it's good to hear the word of God. But like I said a, pre a couple weeks ago, are we devoted to this Jesus? Are you seriously following him? Are you sitting at his feet, listening to what he has to say and saying, I am all in. Jesus, I am in to what you are saying. I am trusting you by faith because you are the one that is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the earth, of the world. 
sorry. You are the Son of God, the one that I should be following. That you have the authority when you speak. You have the power over this universe, over this world. I want you to lead and guide me. That you are greater than any prophet. You are greater than anybody that walks this earth. That the God himself, the God the Father says, you are my son in whom I'm, you, I am well pleased. Who are you following? As we come to communion, as we recognize, we are declaring that Jesus is the Son of God who takes away the sin of the world. As you take that cup, as you take that bread, you are acknowledging, you testifying that I believe you have forgiven me, that you are greater than me, that you sit on the throne in heaven. As the scripture says, one day every knee will bow, one day every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is God. Will you do that today, even as you come to the close of this service? Will you bend your knee? Will you acknowledge him as the King of kings and Lord of lords in your whole life? Stop listening to voices out there that are leading you astray. Stop following those voices on the internet that are taking you off track. We have many reasons and excuses we can have for not following Jesus right now because of COVID. I'm saying put them aside. The simplicity of the gospel of Mark is saying this is who Jesus is. He is greater than anything out there. There is no one greater than Jesus as we read in Hebrews chapter 1. Are you following him? Or are you just giving lip service? We can go there. Yeah, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. But until you stop clicking on every other thing on the internet saying, I'm following, I'm subscribing to this, I'm, I'm following this person, I'm listening to this person, click on your heart and open it. And subscribe to Jesus. All your glory and honor that you deserve, Jesus. I subscribe to you. You are holy. You are worthy. You are all-powerful. You are forgiving. And he has given you the Holy Spirit to all those that would ask. Will you ask him to come in? Will you ask him to take control? Stop running your life in 2021 and start off saying, Jesus, I am all in. I am devoted to you. I want to learn from you. I am going to read your word. I am going to get in. I want to know you. See, it's about relationship. We're all about, tell me what to do and I'll go do it myself. I could tell you a lot of how marriages are crumbling because it's about relationship. Do we know how to have a relationship with one another? Do we know how to have a relationship with the living God? Starts at his word. Starts with a bended knee and say, Jesus, I want to learn from you. Fill me with your spirit. So again, as we come to communion, bend that knee. Acknowledge him. 
and say, I want to follow you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we come to communion, we have this question in our heart of who are we following in 2021. May we acknowledge you for who you are, the one true God, the one that is greater than anybody that forgives sins and grants us the Holy Spirit to empower us to live this life, to have this relationship with you. I pray that in these moments you would speak to our hearts that we truly would bend our knee to you. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.